everybody. Welcome to Block Set Review, the first episode. This is going to be a podcast that gives you exactly what it sounds like. I'm going to be reviewing block sets, specifically Lego. Lego sets. If that sounds really boring to you and frankly dumb to have as an audio form, you know, because Lego is a very visual, very hands-on thing, I understand. But basically, I'm only making this podcast because it's something I want and I've wanted for years. And I don't feel like it's consistently uh, available as a podcast. So I'm making a podcast about Lego sets. Specifically Lego sets, not so much the the more creative side of things. I guess I'm sort of the Emmett from the Lego movie before Emmett became, you know, super awesome. When he just liked following the instructions and he liked building things by the rules. That's me. Uh, I love building Lego sets. I am amazed by what the designers create and what they come up with. I myself am not so talented. <laughs> I'm not so creative. You know, I've enjoyed Lego since I was a, a kid. But very rarely do I do my own creations. And I have, on occasion, done some modifications you know, one or two little things I'm kind of semi-proud of, and I'm sure I'll have a chance to talk about those over the course of the show at some point on some episode. But this show is very much going to be focused on picking out one, or maybe multiple if they're small sets, boxed Lego sets, and talking about them, reviewing them. Now, even I know that probably one of the reasons there's not, at least that I can find, there's not really a podcast out there that just focuses on Lego sets. In fact, that I can find, and forgive me if I'm totally off base here, but I can only find one currently active Lego podcast, which blows my mind. Lego is huge. And it's probably, I I suppose it's because Lego is such a visual medium that it takes a loon to do what I'm doing here and think you should do a podcast about it. But at the same time, um... It's something I want, so that's why I'm making this this show. There's one Lego podcast I know about, and this gentleman does a great job. Um, but it's a, it's a very different thing. He does talk about Lego sets sometimes. Um, but I don't know how to put this without me sounding bad. Not him, but me. He's a very upbeat, outgoing. You know, he's constantly doing interviews and and very community-focused, which is probably what most people want. I'm going to be catering to that small group of people who, like me, just want to turn on a podcast on their commute or while they're mowing the grass or doing dishes or whatever and just hear about Lego sets. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of fluff besides this right now when I'm setting up the show. There's not going to be a lot of, of you know, community interviews and not a lot of hop, you know, for better or worse. You're going to hear about Lego sets. But even I recognize that Lego is a very visual medium. So I want to invite you, if you would like, and if I figure this out, because I'm not tech savvy at all, as you'll figure out, but I am going to do a YouTube video for every episode of this podcast. So right now, on my desk, I have my phone recording a video, um, and the video is just a static image of the Lego diner. And there's my hand for those of you watching the video. So you know it actually is a video and not just um, audio. <laughs> and the idea is, at the very least, if you want to click on the video, 
your best bet is to actually mute the video. There will be audio in the video, but it probably won't be very high quality because it's picking up through my phone. Your best bet is to mute the video, uh, start it at the same time as you start the podcast episode. And I might actually point out details on the building. This is a podcast. You do not have to watch the video. I want to make that clear. But if you want to, I may point out details as I'm talking. And uh, I think it would be cool to actually be able to, to see them, if you can see them. So hop on YouTube, look for Block Set Review. Um, and watch the video at the same time as you listen to the podcast if you want to. Now, I know for me personally, I like sticking my podcast in my pocket, putting in earbuds. Like I said, in the car, please do not watch a video in the car. The great thing about podcasts is you can listen to them while you drive safely. You can't safely watch a video while you drive. Please don't do that. The video is not necessary. It's totally a bonus for every episode of this podcast. So you can look it up. That being said, let's just hop right into it. By the way, my name's Trevor. Um, I'll talk more about myself later. I don't want to waste a lot of time on that. I'm Trevor. I'm a married man with a beautiful wife and a beautiful son who is 17 months old. And they're awesome. And um, I grew up playing with Lego. Even then, I was more about the sets than I was about being creative. Maybe that says a lot about me. I don't know. Um, But I love Lego sets. You know, I, I spent some years away from them, as most people do. But as an adult, I think I was probably, I was in my 20s. I'm in my 30s now. I date myself, I guess. But in my 20s, I rediscovered my passion for Lego. And it was thanks to the modular building series that I rediscovered my passion for Lego. So that brings us into the episode today. Um, I just wanted to start off with, uh, starting off with a big set was probably not a great idea. But this is the set I most recently built. In fact, I just finished it this past week. Um, so it's fresh on my mind. And if possible, I want to review sets that are fresh on my mind. That's that's the goal here. Um, so I have the Lego Creator Downtown Diner. Lego Creator Downtown, Downtown Diner, set number 10260. If you don't want to check out the... YouTube video that I put up to go with this episode, feel free to just Google Lego Downtown Diner and you can see what this thing looks like. Um, so at least what I'm saying will make some sense. You know, that's that's an easy way to do it if you want to ignore the video. No problem. Um, this is a modular building, meaning... Uh, I don't know how much in detail to go here. Uh, some people may be listening to this that are just curious. Some people are listening to this who know more about Lego than I do, so... I try not to bore those people, but basically the modular series are buildings that can be put together. I think that's why they're considered modular. They, they, you can have just one or you can connect a bunch of them together and create a whole city scene, basically. The modular buildings are also very large, very detailed, very expensive Lego sets that are aimed at an older crowd. The downtown diner box says ages 16 and up. I believe they've actually changed. Uh, the Lego's recently changing their branding. I wouldn't be surprised if if the newest uh, or the next modular doesn't have like a I don't know a more adult looking box, less colorful, and instead of sixteen and up, it might say eighteen and up. 
I don't know. I think that's kind of silly, but that's something Lego's trying here lately to say basically, hey, we know adults love Lego too, and we're not ashamed of that anymore. <laughs> and so, boom, this set is really for adults. Now, the modular building certainly could be enjoyed by kids. I would say young children would definitely need adult help, though. Um, there's a lot, even with the wonderful instructions Lego always provides, the modular buildings have a lot of detail, a lot of small pieces, a lot of tight spaces. Um, I think that would try the patience of even the best young child, but certainly could be a great family project um, or just something to do to de-stress from a very stressful day at work, as I did over the last uh, two weeks. I'm, I'm very uh, slow. I take my time with Lego sets. So I spent probably 30 or 45 minutes every evening that I could for two weeks. Um, I mean, it probably added up to what? Maybe eight hours or something of building. Um, honestly, maybe more than that. I, I tend to take my time, probably eight to 10 hours. But just, you know, maybe 45 minutes every evening for a couple of weeks. Um, the Lego Creator Downtown Diner, like I said, it's in the modular series. This series has been going on for quite some time. Um, currently on the market, you can get the newest modular is the bookshop and the corner garage was from last year. Those are definitely still available. I believe, mm, I don't want to misspeak the downtown diner. Uh, this is probably a good time for me to cover this one. It is listed as temporarily out of stock on lego.com. And usually when they say that it's true, I mean, I don't think it's gone for good, but it is temporarily out of stock. So, if you decide after this episode, or maybe just I reminded you that, hey, this set might be going out soon, now's the time to get this set if you have the $170, because that's what it cost. If you have the $170, keep an eye on lego.com. Uh, these modulars aren't really offered cheaper anywhere else anyways. I mean, if you can get it on Amazon for $170, that's the retail price, you know, do it, or Target, or, or Walmart, or wherever. Um, but lego.com currently says it's temporarily out of stock. I think it will come back, but I imagine this set will probably go away for good next year, possibly even, possibly even after this year. I, I'm not sure. Um, it is a 2018 modular, um, but they have been known to go away that quick. Sometimes they're around for years. The fire brigade, for those who might remember that one, um, it was around for ages, uh, probably because it's a fire station and it's just such a, um, sorry, I just noticed my hand was in the video. <laughs> this video is not much of a video. I need to get into some details. So it's actually worth people checking out, checking out the video. Um, but yeah, but the fire brigade was around for years, but some of them, you know, two to three years is about it. So this one, it might be around all of next year still yet. It might be going after this year. I wouldn't hesitate if it sounds appealing to you. So the Lego Creator Downtown Diner is, of course, an advanced build. It's a creator set, creator expert, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they've gotten rid of that branding. Um, hey, I can pick up the phone. There's no reason not to do that. Here's the box. See, Creator, creator Expert uh, Set zero one zero two six zero. Um, I think they've gotten rid of that branding, though. Um, I'm not sure what they're calling the new ones. Shoot, I should know that. 
I mean, the bookshop just came out. I can't remember if it says creator expert on the box. doesn't really matter. The downtown diner. Let's get into it. Um, this set appealed to me, A, because it's a modular, and those are what got me back into Lego. But B, because this set just has this classic retro look to it that I just love. Um, most of the other modular buildings do have more of a Euro- European flair to them like a, a downtown uh, London or, you know, whatever. This one looks very much Americana. You know, this is this is uh, not European looking at all. This is very American looking. But I st- So it may not technically match perfectly with the other buildings, but I still love it. It's just, ugh. It just, this is the kind of place that I love to go eat. I mean, uh, this is the kind of place that that has the greasy burgers and fries and and just the kind of cheesy but also quaint um, decor. And I just love the way it looks. So, this is, like most modulars, not just the diner. Although the diner is what's advertised. There are three stories to this. And like all the other modulars... You can remove each story quite easily. Um, usually the roof removes. Uh, then each level can be removed. And if you hear some clicking and clacking, that's because, like I said, I'm recording a simple video along with the episode. So there might be a little more background noise in your average podcast. I do apologize. Um, but, you know, the modulars are meant to lift each part. And uh, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to show on the video part. Because again, if I wanted to do a Lego review video channel, that's what I would have done. But A, I don't have the equipment. B, I don't have the skills. And C, I wanted to create a podcast. That's what is lacking in Lego. There's tons of people doing amazing work in Lego video form. I wanted to do a podcast. So that's what I'm doing. But anyways, um, let's just start with the extra. This set comes with something extra. And it's a pink Cadillac. I mean, I guess there's no Cadillac branding. But it's a a pink... Pink? Pick? It's a pink Cadillac. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the very last thing you build. And after this massive detailed building, it's it's a very quick build. But I like it. It's super solid. Um, It looks cool. The pink color is just fantastic. And what car is better suited to go with this diner? But I won't spend too much time on that. Um, because it's the set itself. The 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 building this set was just very satisfying. I mean, with all the modular buildings, there's so many pieces, you're gonna have some repetition. Repetition. It's just inevitable. But um I don't know. This one was a satisfying build. There was not a ton of repetition. There really wasn't. And you start out building the ground floor, which is Admittedly, my favorite part, and that's the diner itself. Uh, the ground floor is the diner. The next floor is a boxing gym, um, like a training gym. Uh, and there's stairs leading up. Like there's a logical way to get to every single floor. Stairs leading up the side into the boxing gym. And then stairs up even further into the top floor, which is a radio station. Uh, a recording studio, I guess would be the more appropriate way to put it. And if you look, I'm going to back the setup all the way at the back of the table for those watching the video. 
the right side of the building very much ties in this whole radio flare, this music recording studio flare. I don't know, something about it. It almost looks like a jukebox. To me, the right side of the building looks like a jukebox. Um, and that's just awesome. Uh, and let's just, let's just go over some exterior details. So the, on the ground floor, you have the distinguishing feature is this awesome rounded window section, which, um, is just very, and for those watching the video, I'm going to take off the top couple levels. so We can let a light in because I don't have the best lighting here, frankly. Um, but on the bottom level, there's these great windows that wrap around and it's it's just this retro design. I love the way it looks. I love what they did with the the white frame going around the window, the curved look. It it makes this look like a corner building, although this is not actually technically a corner building. It's meant to have you know, it can't have a building butted up against both sides. But it also would make a good corner building because of the way it's designed. I love that window. I love the staircase going beside leading up to the second level of this, of this building is very well done. The diner sign. I love it when Lego does words built out of Lego pieces. The diner lettering looks so good and it was surprisingly interesting to build. It's always fascinating to me. Uh, I've done the roller coaster. Um, and you actually spell out the word coaster on that one. It's clever how it's done. Uh, the same thing here, diner. It just looks so good. Um, if you go around to the right side of the building, you've got the actual door for the diner. And it says, gems. And I'll be honest, I've always noticed how it just says, um, diner. I kind of didn't notice. Is that gems or Tim's? This is funny. Because I just finished this thing a few days ago, and I've just absorbed a little bit, a little bit of details on it every day because I just love it so much. And I've realized I've not paid a lot of attention to the front door. Um, is it Jim's or Tim's? Maybe it's supposed to be Tim's. Anyways, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. I guess it's Jim's, but it's a cool door. It's it's a you know it's plastic, but you know it looks like a glass door. It's printed. There's no stickers at all in the set. Um, I think I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah, there's no stickers. There's no stickers, which is cool. That means everything you see that looks printed is printed. Um, let's see here. The, the sides, of course, aren't as interesting. Um, the back of the diner, uh, you have like the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, the vent from the, from the stove from the fryer sticks out to the back, which actually, I guess that's pretty accurate. Like, I don't think that's just a flaw. I think that's how it would be done. You get a little bin for trash around back and you actually have a rear entrance. So there is some detail around the back of this thing. There's a little door, which lets you in, uh, from the rear entrance. And there's actually a little lot, um, like a spotlight, uh, above the rear entrance. That's pretty cool. And like I said, if you wrap around then to the other side, you've got the cool staircase, which leads up to the next floor. The inside of the diner, and uh, for those watching the video, this is where I'm really going to struggle to show you all the details. But again, this is a podcast. Um, there's other videos that will show you the inside much better. Plus, hopefully you'll be able to get the set yourself. But the inside of the diner 
is just wonderful. And this is probably still my favorite part of the set. Um, starting from the left side, you have some tools for the chef. Um, and actually pretty convincing coffee maker, quite honestly. A um, little coffee maker there. You have the... Um, what I'm looking for, like the flat iron, the, the, the grill, <laughs> the grill for this diner. And it looks like he has some, I believe it's supposed to be breakfast time. Cause it looks to me like it's some bacon and pancakes. It could also be seen as some slabs of meat and buns, but I think it's supposed to be bacon. Cause also there's somebody dining over here and they just have a plate with a round, uh, disc on it. So I think that's supposed to be pancakes. The booths themselves look great. They're seating for one, two, three people. Um, and there's uh, signs on the walls that uh, I think are tying in maybe the music theme a little bit. Like I feel like they really tried to tie in the the music studio theme since that's what's on the third floor. There's um they look like Hall of Fame, like uh, the Star Hall of Fame signs all over the walls except there's bricks in the center and again those are all printed pieces no stickers on the set and there's a jukebox in the back of the diner and i absolutely love that it's simple it's very simple but i just love details like that and another one of my favorite parts is the bar in the center which looks like it has maybe soda or juice or whatever a couple of mugs and then there's bar stools bar stools um Attached to the ground, but but up on the the bar, and they just look great. Finally, the checkered floor, the black and white checkered floor, is just classic. It actually looks just like the floor I have in my basement. I'm going to show people watching the video. Uh, yeah, mine's not as cool, but um, I love it. It just looks it looks like a downtown diner. It's perfect. It's uh, the floor is just perfect. <clears throat> let's see here. All right, well, I think that covers the, the bottom floor partly. Let's look at the second floor. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. I'm trying, I'm trying to not make this too awkward for people listening because I don't want you to feel like you have to watch the video. Um, but I am trying to make the video worth watching for those who choose to. So the second floor, if we put that back on, is the boxing gym. And the boxing gym is not as cool as the diner, but it's pretty awesome. Basically, you have uh, a boxer and a very cool uh, punching bag. He has a punching bag that actually is kind of realistic, the way it moves. There's a boxing ring, which is awesome. Um, there is a water cooler, which is very convincing looking. There are dumbbells, um, of uh, apparently various weights, a uh, very nice design. There's a large, uh, set of weights for bench pressing, which is awesome. Just very, very cool. Not as cool as the diner, but pretty neat. Um... I think my favorite part of the second floor 
is just how classic the boxer himself looks, the minifigure that's included. He's got this magnificent, I would have said more like 70s hair, but it's just, it's just very nice. And the ring itself has this pretty red mat. It's just very nice. There's a clock on the wall. The water cooler is also very nice, very convincing, simple, but very nice. I like this floor. There's not as much to see as the on the diner floor, but it's it's neat. And I mean, it's kind of random that there's a, a training, a gym on the second floor. But at the same time, it kind of makes sense. Um, you know, these downtown buildings can have multiple businesses that aren't necessarily connected. And then the third floor is the radio station. And I kind of mentioned this before, but I love on the radio station how it's just... It, it just tops off the building so nicely. It looks so much... Like, I don't know, a jukebox is what keeps coming to my mind. This rounded shape as you go up the building. Um, it, it just, I don't know, it makes me think of music. And there's an obvious antenna on the top. I mean, that makes me think of music, of course. But just the shape of it is just so wonderful. These windows, um, windows on each side going all the way the length of the building up that tower section. Just very nice. On this top floor, there's some plants outside the door. Maybe the music executive can come through the door and uh, stand on the balcony and some nice plants. See, if we spin this around, there's uh, some plants in a small planter boxes. Also on this third floor, there's an awesome, I almost missed this, an awesome spiral staircase that leads up to the to the third floor and it's just the way this was built was just so interesting um it was just so interesting the way this this came together it's like it didn't even feel like it was really going to be a staircase <laughs> i knew that's what it was supposed to be but but once it finally came together it's just perfect um and if i sound like i'm struggling a little bit i apologize i i, I hope i'll get better at this balancing act um <laughs> At, at the present time, I feel like I'm making a lousy podcast and a lousy video. I can assure you the video is lousy for those not watching. But I just want to give you something to kind of see along, to go along with me. Also, you can you can get up to the roof. There's roof access from this third floor. So you go up the spiral staircase. You can open the glass door to go into the uh, recording studio. But if you take a ladder, you can actually get up on the roof. And there's some cool stuff to see up here. There really is. Um, well, I shouldn't say it that way. There's not that much, but there's a really cool, um, skylight. I think that's the word I'm looking for. It's propped open with a stand. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's, it's the, the, it lets a little natural light into the music studio. And it's pretty cool. Anyways, the music studio itself inside is pretty cool. It has some nice blue rugs. There's a golden record on the wall. So whoever owns the studio has had some success, obviously. There is a nice red chair. That's um, Swivels, if I'm not mistaken. I just broke it off trying to show the video, but I think it Swivels. A little table over there. There's more um, um, wall art. Again, printed. There's no labels. 
a rock and roll album cover, some drinks. I'm sure that's just water or soda. You know, <clears throat> this is Lego after all, but there's some drinks and a couple of glasses. There's just um, a small recording booth, but it is very cool. And of course you have the microphone itself, which very much looks classic. It looks like it belongs to the era that the whole restaurant belongs to, which is cool. And you have your rock and roll singer, sort of Elvis wannabe, in there trying to record an album. Uh, pretty awesome. And I think they really went over the top for this recording studio with sound dampeners. And that's probably not even the right way to put it. But there's um, panels, sound panels, on the wall to provide that, to absorb the sound, you know, the echoes and everything. I don't know much about music recording, but they look legit. They look cool. And there's this uh, window on that far wall to where you can see the uh, producer, the person who's recording the artist. And she has what looks to be, uh, I guess it's supposed to represent a soundboard of some sort. Um, big tape reels. Very cool. Just all printed parts that have been in other Lego sets. They weren't specifically made to be like a soundboard. But they do the job. They work. And that's pretty much the top floor. Um, so yeah, you got the diner on the bottom floor, which is definitely the centerpiece of the building. You got the boxing gym on the second floor, and then the recording studio on the third. And if I had to rate the floors, uh, let's see. I think I would give the diner is definitely the best. It's just wonderful detail. I think I actually like the top floor, the recording studio, second best. The booth is just really cool with the sound panels, the soundproofing panels. Um, just very nice. Uh, the microphone is very cool. But the second floor is no slouch. I mean, there's just really good detail in there. This set is detailed inside and out. I think it does a good job with that. Um, there's so many details I didn't even mention. On, on the bottom floor, there's uh, a gumball machine, which is really, really cute, for lack of a better word. Just really cute-looking gumball machine. Um, you know, I think my favorite thing about this whole set is just all the windows, and especially that bottom rounded one, where you can really see into the diner, you know, you can really see, especially if you have decent lighting, it's pitch dark outside right now, it's not helping, but you can just really see into the diner. I love that. I love the, the general look of it is just, to me, it's very appealing. It's very attractive. I didn't really go over the minifigures. I, I like good minifigures. It's, it's not, they're not important to me, but I'm about the Lego set. I'm about the build. I'm about the look of the final product. Um, the minifigures to me are always a bonus. But basically, to go into the minifigures real quick, you have, let's see, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. To me, the modular buildings, excuse me, I'm knocking things over on the set. And I'm very OCD when it comes to that, it's bugging me. Uh, the modular buildings to me are never about the minifigures. I mean, only six minifigures in a $170 set is not impressive. But that's because you're not buying the set for the minifigures. They're just there to add to the scene, to add to the look. And I think they do that very well. You have... Um, 
a girl that just sort of looks like she's in normal street clothes um, with a ponytail. And I'm trying to remember, I think she's mostly a customer for the diner. On the box, it shows her working out. So obviously she can go to the, I guess the boxing gym. You know, it's just hitting me now as I'm talking. The boxing gym might just be a gym, just a place to go work out that has a, has a boxing ring. But eh, I think it's still, I mean, it has a boxing ring. So I think it's a boxing gym. Duh. But, um, of course, she can visit the gym. She can go to the music studio, wherever you want her to go. But she's also uh, a patron for the diner. You have the boxer, who I think is very much meant to be a boxer. I mean, he's not wearing a shirt. He's got muscle print. He's got two red boxing gloves that are actually attached. They're his hands. They're not meant to really be removed. I mean... All leg of the hands can be removed, but you know what I mean. They're they're part of his body. So he's meant to be in the boxing gym, pretty much. I mean, if he wants to come down and eat a hamburger with his boxing gloves on, that's cool. But, I don't know, no shoes, no shirt, no service might apply. I'm not sure. Then you have the chef. And he looks great. He's got um, a button-down shirt. Just real classic looking. And this awesome, I don't know what the name of those hats are, but... Like you'd see in a 1950s, 1960s diner. Um, just looks great. You got a girl on skates. She's great. Just love that minifigure. She very much like, looks like she's from the time period. She has light blue pants, uh, blue striped shirt, and red roller skates. And she's carrying, I believe it's ice cream on a tray. Just great. Um, it looks really cool when she when you have somebody in the pink Cadillac, you know, and she's coming up to give them curbside service pre-covid curbside service then you have uh the well-dressed businesswoman who's using uh that that top printing she has is is one i've seen in a lot of sets um or at least it's really close to what i've seen in a lot of sets but she does the part she looks like she could be a music executive um she could also easily be a patron to the diner. There's no reason she couldn't be. And then you got the rock and roll dude, and he's pretty awesome. For one thing, that guitar he's carrying is pretty awesome. Um, it's just this red rock guitar. He's got this hair. It's almost like an Elvis hairdo. Very cool. Looks very sharp. He's got a pink undershirt. He's clearly meant to be the one driving the Cadillac. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's probably 30% of the details in this set. There's so much left to discover on your own. But that's about as long as I want to go on it, I think. Um, just to give my final thoughts, because this is block set review. I'm actually going to review these sets. And obviously, as you can tell from these shoddy production values, Lego does not um, <laughs> compensate me in any way for these reviews. If I If I review a set... It's one that I've bought because I want it. You know, I'm, I'm not going to make any money off this podcast. So I've only bought these sets because I want them. So every set is going to get at least <laughs> at least a semi-favorable review unless Lego really drops the ball because I'm not going to be picking up sets. Like I'll throw a name out there, Jang Bricks. You know, he just does an amazing job on videos. If, if, Jang, if Jang did a podcast... I wouldn't be doing this. There would be no reason to do this because it would be so much better. But to my knowledge, he doesn't. So I know he doesn't. So here I am. But Jane buys as much stuff as he can 
and then reviews it. I'm only going to be reviewing things that I wanted to buy. So if I have a set, it means I was very interested to begin with. So chances are, I'm probably um, going to like it at least a little bit because I chose to buy it. It's something I bought because I wanted to. That being said, I'm still going to be honest about any things I think could have been better, things that bugged me, and just what I thought about it overall. So this set, um, I mean, I'll be honest with you, there's none of the modular buildings that are a bust as far as I'm concerned. They all have at least something to be interesting. That being said, I've not bought every single one. Now, when I first got back into Lego, that's what I bought, period. And I did buy everyone. But I, I've since stopped getting everyone because I realize, well, I'm at that age now where I realize that more stuff doesn't make you happy. Um, also, money's kind of tight, like it is for most people. And Lego's a luxury item, and the modular buildings are definitely a luxury item. But I find a way to get the ones that are really, really stand out to me. Um, and this is one I couldn't miss. Kind of like uh, here from a few years ago, the Palace Cinema. I know that wasn't even people's favorite when it was first showing off, but when I saw it, it was like an old classic movie theater. I just knew I had to have it. Um, and this is the same way. I love the classic diner look. Um, the colors just are great. Um, you know, I guess if I had to come up with a negative... Some people might be thrown off by the fact that this is such an American-looking building. But in a good way. Uh, <laughs> in a classic downtown kind of way. So it may not fit completely with other modulars if you have other ones, but it works. I mean, you could see these buildings all being in the same city. I mean, it's not an absurd thought. But if you were trying to go for something that was distinctly European, and you know for sure your city is supposed to be a classic European city, with only original buildings that have always been there, then probably a diner like this may not fit. For me, that's not a negative, but I'm just throwing that out there. Um, see any other nitpicks, negatives? There were some parts that got a little frustrating building, but I think that's just par for the course. The instructions, as always, were wonderful and flawless, but there's just little fiddly parts with some of these modulars. But really... What, 2,480 pieces? There's not much frustration considering how many pieces I handled to put this thing together. It's just, it's a beautiful design. Um, I think all the modulars are are borderline works of art in their own way and just feats of engineering, of Lego engineering. But I like this a lot. Like, I don't, to me, they're not all home runs. To me, this one was a home run. You know, I'm, I'm seeing details even now looking at it. Here's the air conditioning unit. Um, I didn't even mention, you know, just, um, there's a lot out here I didn't even mention. There's just a mailbox. There's a, a toll for the, not a toll, uh, a meter for parking. Buds out to where you can stand people, uh, for posing and things. I don't know. It's just, to me, it's about perfect for what it is. Uh, even the price point is fair. I mean, when I first started getting modulars, the first one I bought was the Fire Brigade. The Fire Brigade was the first one I got. Unfortunately, the Green Grocer and the Marketplace, or Market Street, I think it's called, and the Corner Cafe, all those had already gone away. They'd already retired by the time I got back into Lego. I didn't even know they existed. 
I was in a Lego store and I saw the fire brigade and I thought, that's amazing. What is this? So that was the first one I got and it was 150 bucks, probably about the same number of pieces as this set, you know, roughly the same size, roughly the same, just volume of stuff just by looking at it. And it was 150 bucks. This one was 170 quite a few years later. I think that's fair. I think it's reasonable. Stuff goes up. Stuff gets more expensive. Lego gets more expensive. If you look at the Prosper piece, it's extremely fair. I mean, what is that? Seven cents probably, maybe eight. Um, I'm using my phone to record right now, so I can't really look it up. But, uh, yeah, I think the value is there. I mean, the the most recent modular that came out is the Bookshop, and it's the same price, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this one I think has quite a bit more detail on the inside and to me even looks a little larger on the outside. Piece count wise, I think they're both similar. Um, so yeah, I think, and, and then the corner garage is the one from 2019 and it's a $200 set. It seems a little bigger, but the piece count is similar. It's, it looks a little bulkier. I mean, it's basically the same footprint, all the modulars, except for one, which maybe I'll review later. All the modulars basically fit on a 10 by 10, 10 inch by 10 inch base plate. Um, except for one that is much, much bigger, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm rambling. I think the value's there. You know, it's Lego. It's a premium product. It's expensive. You know that, <laughs> you know that if you're looking to get it, but I think the value is there as far as Lego goes. Um, the back of the building is not as interesting as the front. That's because you're not going to see it much. They would have had added probably another 40 bucks to the price to add in tons of detail on the back. I think it's fine they don't do that. I love that the modular buildings are 100% closed in. You know, they're full structures. They're not open on the back. As, as an adult collector, I love that. For kids, I understand having the back of a building opened up so they can just get in there and play, you know, is awesome. But as an adult... I love that the buildings are closed in and I don't mind that there's not much detail on the back. That's not a negative to me. And actually the back of this one looks a little better. Actually a lot better. <laughs> a lot better than some of the modulars. There's actually 16 windows on the back of this thing. Small windows. It makes up four whole windows. But there's four small windows per window. So 16 windows. There's two doors. A really awesome staircase. Um, and a rear entrance. So make that three doors around back. This actually looks much better from the back than most modulars. One side is completely plain, like most modulars. But the other side is extremely interesting. Like I said, this to me might be what sets this, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go, but this might be one of the things that sets this modular apart. Normally... Unless it's a corner building like the Grand Emporium, like the Corner Garage, or the Cafe Corner. Unless it's a corner building, officially, most of the buildings are really boring on two of the sides. And pretty boring on the back and look awesome from the front. Um, except for the corner buildings, which look really good on two sides, you know. This building is not a corner building, but it's got the detail on the side as if it were a corner building. It's fully detailed, not just on the front, but on the left side as well. Fully detailed. It's a great, great look, in fact. Um, yeah. 
So, oh, by the way, I love the, I didn't even mention this, the, uh, the roof part, the roof, uh, railing, I'm not sure what to call it, of the diner portion of the bottom floor. Love it. It just, it was, it was built very neat, very simply, but neat. And it's just a great effect. It just, oh, it looks so good. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So my only negatives of this set are, don't even apply to me, but it's for people who are maybe thinking this may not look too good in their city because it looks very American and most of the modulars look more European, I would say, for sure. But that's you. If you know that about yourself, then don't get it. But if you think it looks cool, then you're going to love building it. Let me just put it that way. There's nothing about it that's disappointing once you get it home. If you like what you see, you're going to love building it and you're going to love it even more in person. It definitely, I promise, it definitely looks better in person than it does on this video. I can guarantee that. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Okay. So the downtown diner. I've not even thought if I want to sign like a number score. I've, uh, uh, I'm going to set a precedent <clears throat> if I do it on this one. Hmm. These are things I should have thought about before I started. Um, let's just go and do it. So, again, none of these sets are going to get terrible reviews because they're, they're, they're sets that I was interested in and was willing to spend money on for no reason but them for my own enjoyment. So Lego would have had to really drop the ball for, for me not to like it at least. Let's see, I have not thought about a scale. Um, I, I'll just go and give this a bite. I think this is a, a buy a set you should buy um, if it looks interesting to you at all. Like I think it's just if I had to sign a number, I'd probably go. I would go nine out of ten. I like it that much. It's not my. I don't think it's my absolute favorite modular, but it would be in the running. I like it that much. Um, because I love the classic Americana diner look. I'm not thrown off by the fact that it doesn't completely mailed with the other modulars. Um, even if I didn't put it in my city at all, which I'm definitely going to. And maybe I'll show you that sometime for those who watch the video portion of this podcast. But even if I didn't put it in my city, I totally would love it as a standalone building. But it's definitely going to my city. It'll fit in fine enough. Um, I think it's a beautiful set. Uh, 9 out of 10. Maybe not my favorite modular, but I could be talked into it being top two or three. Um, fantastic. Highly recommended. If you want it and you can afford it, get it now because I believe it will be retired. Uh, maybe, maybe at the end of this year. Yeah, like I said, Lego says they're out of stock right now. Usually when it says that, they are coming back because it would say retired if it was retired. But, you know, this this diner, it might be around for another year. It might be around next year still yet. I wouldn't take that chance if you really want it and you have the money for it now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Go out and get it if, if, uh, if you like what you've heard and or seen. Oh, thank you guys for sticking around. I know this was a little rough. Hopefully we'll get a little better each episode. Um, if you think the video idea is stupid... Uh, I guess the best way to contact me right now would be to go into YouTube and comment on the video. I'll come up with another way to contact me, but 
But for now, comment on the video if you think that's a waste of time. If you think maybe it's just distracting me too much. Because I know it did distract me some. Um, I just want this to be enjoyable. Every episode will not be this long. Uh, but this is a big set. I mean, this is a set that took two weeks on and off of building. It's 2,480 pieces. Um, I think it deserves a longer episode. You know, if I review a set that's, you know, a $20, $30 set, it's not going to be very long. I might even do two of those in one, one episode. But that's it for now. Thank you for checking out Block Set Review. Um, we'll review anything made of blocks, but mostly the Lego plastic kind. I'm definitely going to need a catchier slogan than that. For now, uh, good night.